Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Haskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. Hi, it's Joe McCarthy here. I'm here with Jack Haskin Taylor. Uh, today we're going to be interviewing Jack and finding a bit about his property journey so far. So, uh, Jack, tell us a bit about yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? Yeah, so I'm 25 years old. Uh, I'm from the Wirral. Grew up in Wallasey. Yeah. Uh, I live in Birkenhead now, so I know a lot of them areas very well. Nice. And I basically bought my first single let in Wallasey about four years ago. So four bought, years ago? Yeah, okay. yeah. I bought, okay, it so off, bought it off my nine granddad. No, okay, yeah. yeah. So you have, you have quite a few years under your belt, so investing in property. You've, yeah, uh, yeah. I've experience. Wasn't an accidental landlord, but my nan and granddad were looking to sell that property and basically said, Do you want to buy it? We can help you out with the deposits. You know, what yeah. do you want to do? So that they sort of encouraged me to get onto the property ladder. Very good, very good. Yeah, so like uh, you were kind of uh, involved a bit with property and you had a bit of experience. What made you want to take it to the next level then and actually get like a more active investing in property and go along that journey? Well, I, I came back from traveling. I came back, actually came back early. I don't know why, I just sort of like had something burning inside of me. Like I just wanted to get home and I'm, I don't know, start building an empire. I don't know, I yeah. don't know what it was, but something inside me was like, I just want to get home and start saving money and buying stuff and just being yeah. successful basically. I was fed up of jumping from hostel to hostel in Australia mm. and, and Thailand. I'm sure you have uh, many of the stories. I know you've told me a few of your stories when you're over there and uh, yeah. Crazy, crazy, but uh, yeah. you wouldn't trade it for the world. So, um, like, what was it about property specifically that kind of you thought would be that right vehicle for for going along that route to get that a little bit more, a little bit more would life? So basically, I'd, I'd seen obviously what I could do with that that first single let that I had. I could see, you know, you can make between, you know, depending on where your property is, you know, you can get between two hundred and four hundred pound a month net. It seemed easy, <laughs> you know. Once it was up, and I. I Tenants that I've got in now, they've been in there for, for about three years, mm. nearly three years, and they're great. They really look after the place. They treat it like their home. Yeah. Um, you know, it it seemed easy. And at that stage, like, you had no property experience whatsoever? No. That was just no winging property. it? Yeah, winging it. I mean, yeah. my granddad's a joiner, um, okay. and I've done some labouring work when I was younger with my granddad, so I learned the basics of yeah. what to do, and then growing up with my granddad is always showing me what to do. Uh, you yeah. know, in the house, if he was fixing anything or if he was doing something at my mum's or my uncle's, I'd always see what he was doing. So I had a basic understanding of like construction and, no and trades and, you know, general, general stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you're talking about before that you actually worked in uh, construction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked, um, when I came back from traveling, I started piling. Yeah. So a family member who's worked somewhere for about 30 years got me a job pretty fast when I got back from traveling actually. And, and off I went down to London to, um, and started on Battersea Power Station. Oh, yeah, 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 piling, doing the big foundations for, for all the, the project and all the build around Battersea, basically, and inside it, which is a pretty prestigious job to, to start off on, on my first job. Like, Yeah, sounds like a big um, one. And uh, how long yeah, were you there for? I can't remember, six to eight months. Uh, and then I went off to like A14, Cambridge, and sort of went Cambridge, Peterborough, back to London, um, back to Peterborough, just just all over the place. A lot of, like, of travelling around, so. Oh, yeah, nightmare, uh, driving back and forth every, every week, Monday and Friday. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. getting the train from London, nightmare. Like, yeah. <laughs> hated, hated working away from home. Literally just did it just to save money up, mm. just to save money. So you're working on the sites and uh, something happened on the sites that made you no longer able to work? Yeah, I actually had an accident on site um, in July. I think it was July, June or July. 
and basically the scaffolder dropped something and it hit me um, sort of on, on the left side of my shoulder there so I was really lucky yeah. that it didn't hit me on the head it was quite a heavy steel steel tube got stretched off and, and, all, and all that so I've got some damage to my shoulder I've been to and from the hospital and stuff but that that gave me the push to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I was like, this is not for me. I that do, was the catalyst. Yeah, I do not want to be that 50-year-old fella in the pub. No offence if that's you saying, I've been doing this for 30 years. Like, yeah. not, not happening. Not like, I've done it. I've worked outside in all kinds of weather and done all kinds of jobs. <laughs> and I've put the graft in. I've, do, I've been there, I've done it like, but don't fancy doing it for my whole life. No, I wouldn't have no. so. But work. blessing in disguise in some way, it's, it's given me the push and then, you know, went networking and met yourself. Mm. I met loads of like-minded people and it's definitely given me that push to just be like, get out of the construction game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because when we met first then, it was just at a networking event, mm-hmm. met for a coffee then the week yeah. after. And from there, just kind of similar goals, similar ambitions. Mm-hmm. Both went out of full time and have been there since. And yeah, then, yeah. So um, where have we come since then? Like, so what, what strategies are we working on? What are you working on right now? And, plans for the future so basically what we've done is we've started working on cash flow strategies basically we wanted to build up a bit of cash flow because me and joe are full time so we basically decided to focus on serviced accommodation rent to rent uh, rent to rent deals take probably the least money to set up and if you're talking property you know rather than finding a deposit for a buy to let or a hmo or anything like that and basically we went for rent to rent, service accommodation, Liverpool, because that's where we're based. We did a bit of practicing in Manchester first, so we mm. went to Manchester once or twice. Just testing the waters. Hammered the phones, didn't we? Hammered yeah, the phones yeah. with the agents. Like, you can't beat in person. No, in person no, is so yeah. much better. In person is better. Like, we should have just yeah. went to Manchester and walked around the agents <laughs> yeah. and just walked in rather than over the phone and getting nowhere on the phone. Like, exactly, exactly. So, like, yeah, we're doing the rent to rent, service accommodation, mm-hmm. yeah, the deal packaging as well. Yeah, so we're fully compliant with deal packaging. I'm sort of been focusing on purchasing deals and Joey's been focusing more on the rent to rent but we're sort of both in it together really we just tried to divide the responsibilities up a little bit didn't we yeah yeah but we're both still involved heavily in both it's just at least we know one of us can take care of something if if need be so yeah just just generating cash flow obviously we're full time in this so we've got no wage so this is this is our income which is good to have that focus as well isn't it because yeah we're kind of put in that position where we need to make it work and it is and we are we're at the stage that the fact that we're both full-time as well we were able to put so much energy and effort into it yeah that uh things are going pretty good you know we are getting yeah. lots of we made so much contacts even in a short period of time haven't we yeah definitely um, yeah through yeah. networking events and even through social media and everything like that so yeah so far so good so our kind of short-term goals so we're looking at uh kind of more the cash flow isn't it and then, yeah definitely short-term goals you know th- we're gonna we're managing another SA units in Liverpool as well. Potentially gonna take on some more management stuff. Yeah. Maybe do some more JVs on some service accommodation just to keep building that cash flow up. Just so we're comfortable and we can be like, okay, no more cash flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not we don't want to be opening more service accommodation units and stuff like that. We can start focusing on more JV deals, refurbishments, you know, converting mm. normal houses to HMOs. Kind of slower burners, really. Yeah, yeah. Even buy into SA, you know, we could, if we've got the, if we build up the capital, we can do a JV and we can purchase a property for service accommodation. We can yeah. then manage it as well. So it, it all ties in, really. And we are going to keep them cash flow things ongoing. Like, yeah. deal packaging's always going to be there, you know. It is, because the source is sourcing the deal, like, even yeah. for ourselves to keep, anyway. So having that skill and knowing how to do that process itself. 
they're going to help so much more so like in our longer term goals like what are we looking at as a, as a longer term say like a five-year projection so long term i think we spoke about this quite a few times and i i originally was like what why is he why is, why is joe talking about developments like <laughs> they're only just getting started what's going on here um I was a bit skeptical about it, but the more we spoke to people and the more we've networked and met, we've met a couple of developers recently. So we met, um, we met someone in Birmingham recently, and we also met someone networking at Knightsbridge in London as well. And they were what the information they gave us, we were just like yeah. starstruck, weren't we? Like stood there, like oh my god, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, no, really, kind of brought it down to earth, and um, yeah, it just really kind of gave us the kind of showed us the light, really, and showing what was actually possible out there. Um, so yeah, like we kind of put a bit of a focus on ourselves, and yeah, that's we, kind of, the... we have that target again. Our initial thing is get that initial cash flow up. Once mm -hmm. we have our cash flow to a comfortable um, amount, then mm -hmm. we'll be focusing heavily on the development side of things yeah, and getting to that kind of point. When we say developments now, we're talking about blocks of apartments, yeah. you know, fifty, hundred blocks of apartments, that size of things. Um, so yeah, like it's just getting there in the shortest, easiest possible yeah, way, yeah, the quickest way, the yeah, quickest the quickest way. way, yeah, definitely. So um, what are some things that we have to do to get there? It was um, talking about power team and things like that, getting the right people around us, isn't it? Yeah, so you know, we've obviously got to get some, we already know some good contractors. Um, we need to meet some more, we need to build a bit more of a power team. We really, we need to reach out to people who are doing developments. Along the way, we're going to do, you know, hopefully soon we'll be doing converting houses to HMOs, commercial conversions, yeah. big refurbs, you know, big properties into a couple of flats, anything that's going to generate that that good return, we're yeah. going to take that on and we're going to JV on some of them deals, maybe get investor funds to fund them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we've got to we've got to do some of that along the way to get the experience to get onto these developments, even just to start on smaller developments. If we've got yeah. that initial experience, exactly, it'll be much easier for us to, to get there, Transition. I think. But oh, that is the long-term goal, big developments, yeah. like, you know, that's, that's where it is. Slower burner. So right now for us, it's not really going to work. You know, we, we need we need income to live off right now. So, so it's all cash flow related yeah, right now. Looking for yeah. land and, and putting planning in yeah. <laughs> probably isn't. Yeah, if you're waiting right eight now. months for a for a planning permission know, yeah. deal to go through to be granted planning permission and then start yeah. on the development. Then start, yeah. So um, even looking back, no, Jack. If you're looking back, like say since we first met back in July, yeah. like how far we've came since then oh, to crazy. now, like yeah. you describe that kind of transition, that journey from. Like, do you know, the from that initial point of looking at property at that networking event mm -hmm. to now, do you know, and how things have changed in the in the space of four months? Yeah, oh, my mindset's changed, definitely. I've thought and knew quite a lot uh, about the property market and, and, and what to do. And even just going to some events, just, you know, you know, the typical ones that sell, try and sell you lots of courses. It's still good to find out what all the strategies are and see what people are doing. Because them creative strategies are essentially what can make you the most money out of a what would normally be a single let. Yeah. Uh, but obviously people are very creative with what they can do, you know, service accommodation, HMOs, yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, but our journey, sort of as we've come along, it, service accommodation, I've, it's so it's so time consuming. Obviously, once you get the system set up, yeah. it's much better. But getting started, it's very, very time consuming. It is, because we're at that point where we've only the, the few units and we're doing lots of the work ourselves. But once we get to that stage, I suppose, when we can employ someone to kind of manage the day-to-day -day runnings, yeah. well, that's outsourcing that part of the thing so we don't have to worry about the, the boiler going wrong oh, when no, that yeah. part outsourced yeah. and we can spend our time you know, focused on something else or even replying to like, you know, guest inquiries, things like that. Yeah, we yeah. can outsource all that stuff. 
But that's all down the road. It's just kind of part and parcel, isn't it? Just getting there. I mean, people are saying we've sort of created jobs for ourselves, but essentially we need we needed jobs. We needed <laughs> income, really. Didn't mean yeah. to come from somewhere. We didn't have enough capital to just go start buying property. Um, so that that was we still put quite a bit of money in to be fair, like, but you know, it, it's generating that cash flow for us. So it, yeah. it's done the job. It's served its purpose. You exactly, know, yeah. for how long we keep them units and how long we keep doing that strategy, I don't know. But it has saved its purpose, it really has. That was sort of like our entry level into the property industry. Mm. There wasn't Just get that foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's never going to be the best deal, is it? It's no, no. It's never going to be the best deal, the first deal. But it's the experience. We, we leveraged that first deal so much. Yeah. So much. So what advice would you give to people starting off new, that are starting off and wanting to you need that jump to get in their first deal or get started in property some way? I do as much research as you can, reading books. That's exactly what I did. And sort of work out what strategies you want to do, whether it's saved accommodation, you know, HMO, whether it's rent to rent or purchasing, just work out whatever's going to work for you. And I would literally just just get as much knowledge and information as you can, and then I'll just go to networking events and I'll just try and find someone who's already doing it. Yeah. So if you want to buy to SA, just keep going to networking events, keep going, keep going, keep going until you meet someone that's doing buy to SA and yeah. they purchase. Let's say they've got 10 properties in Liverpool mm. and they're, they're all on SA mortgages and you know they're doing it properly. And just just bounce off that person, even ask them if they can mentor you. That they, you don't have to always offer money. Like there's people out there now that are offering to help help people getting started in return for, you know, like a, they'll manage it or they'll get a percentage of whatever your profits are and stuff like that. Or yeah. you know, or get a mentor. If it's the right person in the right area, then in the right strategy and that's what you're looking to do then it makes sense it really does but yeah i definitely find that person that you can either like not latch on to so to speak but you do need that person if something goes wrong or oh my god you've got a deal now you need a contract mm. who are you gonna phone you know we, we've met so many great people along the way and have. they've helped us with stuff like that like we've been phoning them at like 10 o'clock at night like we might have our first management deal you know have you got a management contract you can send yeah, to yeah, us like yeah. you need you need them people on your side, you really do. And the only way you're getting them is networking. It's the power of networking, really is. It is. You know, the people we've met through networking has been phenomenal. And yeah. wouldn't have happened. Just it means getting out there, getting just getting to the events, speaking with people, just yeah. asking questions and never be afraid of asking questions either. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question, you know, because everyone has to start somewhere. So yeah, yeah it's, it's only normal. So uh so uh, thanks for the interview, Jack. And uh, so basically, where can people like reach out if they want to make contact with you? Where can they find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram, finally. Yeah. Get me on Instagram, just Jack Property. Obviously, you can find me and Joe for the Jack and Joe show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not very active on LinkedIn. I should be. Mm. Joe is. Joe's, Joe's really active on LinkedIn. I should, um, <laughs> I should really be doing more on LinkedIn. But I'm, I'm on Instagram, so I'll be on there more. Facebook, happy to connect on Facebook. Jack Heskin Taylor, uh, there's not many, not many people with that name, so you should be able to find me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah drop me a message on it, on anything. Um, I hopefully, hopefully see more people on Instagram soon. I'm hoping to um, use that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that platform. Definitely in the same position now as well, you know, trying yeah. to get that up and going. <laughs> yeah. Kind of haven't been using it as much, but um, yeah, that's it. So thanks very much for answering yeah. a few questions and sharing a bit more about yourself and your story. And um, yeah, that's great. It's been uh, Joe McCarthy and Jack Heskin Taylor, and uh, over and out. See you later. See you later. Bye. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. 
sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. 